0: Holy shit, we're back. It's Beef Sticks Podcast, and I'm still here, still selling fake doors.
1: And I'm here, and I'm ready to go on a wild ride.
0: Yes, as Cody, the triumphant one, took his own wild ride this week on AEW Dynamite. Dynamite? A pretty stellar cage match. Very entertaining cage match. Uh... Against Wardlow, making his AEW in-ring, in-match debut, even though he's been there for, like, four months or something like that.
1: <laughs> his first non-dark match.
0: I like that, though. WWE don't really do that shit, you know what I mean? Not anymore.
1: Not like they used to. No, and yeah. that, that's fun when they can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I like it.
0: And I really like this. They're They're using these high-caliber matches to build to this match between Cody and MJF. And so on weekly television, just like in the Attitude Era, you're getting these pay-per-view-worthy matches every week leading up to this ultimate conclusion. And I don't even think that match has a stipulation on it yet.
1: Yeah, that's kind of... Let's bring that up because we don't really have anywhere to talk about this because there's nothing in the news really about this. So it sounds like it was a great match. I didn't watch it. I did see the high spot with the, the... the moonsault off the top of the cage, badass, mm-hmm. badass.
0: But did the, what you is, seen, was it just him on top and then doing it?
1: Well, it showed him climbing up. To okay. The top, yeah. Cause he barely, he was barely and,
0: there for like three seconds before he's like, well, either oh, I die or I don't Let's yeah, You can tell
1: he's not comfortable on top. He was yeah. like, if, once I get up there, I'm going down. <laughs> There's nothing in between, but <sighs> is, you know, we got to ask the question. Why, why do we have this big cage match, and why do we have this huge move on a throwaway match with a brand new nobody wrestler when he's got this big build up to MJF? His match with MJF isn't going to be able to match this, at least not that moonsault spot. See, that's
0: I, my my thought is is they got to come up with a stipulation for it now. It can't just be a one on one match. But
1: even if they do, is something going to what's going to match that moonsault spot? And if they do. It's dangerous and, dare I say, uh, unresponsible to try to do that, to create yeah. a move like that and then top. Like, I, even, even if they don't, even if they are building up, what is the point of having this match with, with Wardlow? Like. Um. The psychology oh. isn't there. You know, every day, every week, people are probably sick of me talking See, about how much I love the I psychology. I would understand
0: it the more if this was there. the the go home show for the pay per view where MJF wanted Wardlow to beat him down and wear him out before. But no, there's a whole other week yet.
1: Yeah, I that's the only thing I don't I don't understand where the psychology is in it. Other than, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm taking a little bit from uh, Bully Ray. I read a thing about Bully Ray who talked about how. The moonsault was selfish. And before we go any further, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that Billy Ray said in pro wrestling, being selfish isn't a bad thing. So he's not saying it's wrong that it was selfish.
2: Mm.
1: But here's his explanation, and I kinda agree with it. You should have saved that for MJF. And, and you know that that is what it is. He he isn't he isn't helping MJF by doing that move against Wardlow there. But He's Cody Rhodes, the son of Dusty Rhodes. They're in the ATL, Atlanta, which is Rhodes country. Mm. And Cody might just be thinking to himself, I don't know the next time I'm going to be in a cage match in Atlanta. I'm fucking doing this move for me, for my dad, for the Rhodes, because I want to do it. That's not a bad thing, especially yeah. for Cody. That's Cody saying, I'm going to take my chance when I get it. Storyline, it is a bad thing. But in pro wrestling, you, the first person you got to look out for is yourself. And uh, right. I, I, That's kind of, after he said that, I'm like, that's got to be what Cody was thinking. Because I don't see the psychology of doing that in this, of even having the cage match, but let alone a big move like that. But that makes sense.
0: I think for him, and and I'm just going to go out and say it the way I feel like it is, as the head EVP, for him to be the guy to go out there to take these risks and to set that bar and being the, the you know, as I said, head EVP, because it's yeah. not Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks are a team, so, so it's got to be Cody at the top of that mountain. <clears throat> Beyond Tony Khan, I mean. But Tony Khan ain't going to go out there and take those bumps. But it sets the bar higher for the entire division. Like, this is Cody saying, well, this is, this is what I would like to see from all of you. And but so again, I, I'm excited that, for what this breeds going forward. That goes a lot back of these to, guys have to the at humor. Hell in a
1: Cell, though. Like, you, yeah. don't want to, you, don't want people, you don't want people doing moonsaults off the top of a cage. No, that's a bad thing, especially if you're a, v, uh, a VP of a company. Yeah. Bad thing. Last thing you want is for stars to be injured, and that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't – you sh- I don't know. I don't think – I say it with WWE, so I'm going to say it with, with AEW. You shouldn't always try to one-up so, – especially with AEW being this young. Why bust out all these – you know, I I, I got the Cody-Dustin uh, thing. Made sense. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to the, uh, the, the Moxley match, and it was like, okay, I, I get it. There was something there. But they're pulling off all these big things right now. In one, two years, AEW is going to be, like, already played out. Like, we know as wrestling fans, there isn't really much that's even physically capable above what they're already doing. You know, very few things, right? Yeah, but
0: there's always innovation. No, there isn't.
1: We've already (laughs) ran out of shit a long time ago. (laughs) The moonsault off the top of the cage has been done, fuck, how many times? Kurt Angle did that back in, like, 98. So, no, there isn't. What do they have new to do, pasty?
0: be different people doing that <laughs>
1: i know that that's kind of my point it's like why why i i get that they're um right now tna is or not tna tnt is sucking their dick and that's great that's awesome that we have a yeah. company that does that and they want to please them the same way back in the day raw during their attitude era wanted to please usa and just give them everything they could but again, the same thing happened. After a while, it was like we were not only seeing the same stuff, but then you just can't do as big of stuff, and you were played out. I'm worried they're going to play themselves out. I don't know what they're going to do to – they're going to have to go, go way down to be able to come back up again.
0: Yeah. It gets scary. Maybe it's, they have a plan. It's funny because it is. It's scary both in the distant future, like you say, but it's also scary in the near future with the Cody and MJF match looming. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What are they going to pull out?
0: I'm excited to see, though, because AEW has always had a way so far of pulling some shit out. They
1: always do. Every time that you think you don't know how they're going to do it, they do it.
0: See, and this 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 match had some other crazy shit in it, too. Like, uh, apparently MJF's been trying to get Arn to turn on Cody. Yeah, Because yep. Arn's turned on Dusty in the past, and that's just the way Arn's- things are.
1: Arn's turned on everybody. He was yeah. a horseman. They, course, they, that's yeah. that's what they did was just turn on people. Ask Sting about the seven times it happened to him. Uh,
0: <laughs> and he never
1: learned. But,
0: like, Cody was in the cage and Arn was, like, talking to him at the door. The escape was nothing in the match. It's pinfall submission. That's it.
1: But uh, Which I did love. I yeah, read that and I that's thought, that's great. awesome. We need more
0: of that. Uh, that, that. That's what led this to being one of the top caliber cage matches I've seen in recent times. Um, but yeah, MJF is trying to get Arn to, to stab him in the back, turn on him, do it just like you did, do, did his daddy. And then he slammed MJF in the face of the door instead, which leads me to think, you know, the Arn shit is too dead on of a giveaway, but what if that revolution Brandy's the one?
1: Yeah, she's been trying to reinvent herself after her um, her first run didn't work, and she's been open about it. The, her first go at a character failed; it flopped, and she huh. admits it. and And she's hit the reset buttons, so I could see that.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's it's a solid way to go. It definitely gets her some some legitimate heat. Not I'm trying too hard for this heat. Heat, right? Um. And her and MJF, since MJF started with AEW, have had this, like, weird kind of chemistry, like, weird, like, jabs at each other, but also kind of, like, sexual tension. There's
1: that sexual... That's the exact word I was uh-huh. going to use. There's that sexual tension between the two of them. Yeah.
0: And so, so I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes.
1: And, and then the cage um,
0: itself. And, and I love key the advice structure. to Cody... Yes.
1: Key advice to Cody, though, always, always uh, remember uh, Kevin Sullivan... It's all I gotta say when it comes to your your woman in storylines with other men. <laughs> Always remember Kevin uh, Sullivan. Macho men tell you the uh, same thing. With multiple deaths. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, but Machos didn't end up in death.
0: <laughs> well, he's dead now, so. Well, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but you yeah, know, uh, and then and then beyond the match itself, which was a lot of fun to watch. And not not typical. I mean, there was some typical, like the the MJF trying to get involved and everything, but um, it was good. But the cage itself is awesome, built up with structure at the corner, like uh, like the scaffolding structures they use, uh, Yep, the yep. stuff. And then and then it basically it was two panels on each side. So when you hit it in the middle, the cage fucking swung out not only that but there's like a probably a good foot gap between the actual ring apron and more cage that just goes down to the floor so you get your legs stuck in that like there's there's a lot of it's it's a smart cage and i like it
2: it's
1: it's a very nwa type cage which was awesome a very old school nwa type cage
0: it was nice to see it swing like that again that's right not Not the wwe cage yeah it's a trampoline
1: well, I think it's time we do keep moving on, though. We have a whole lot yes. of shows that that doesn't have a lot to do with that. But we are going <sighs> to bust out um, some NWA, WCW, old school kind of talk here. Because, Pacey, it is time for this week in pro wrestling history.
2: Yeah!
1: And this week, Pacey, we've got WCW and New Japan who put on their, quote, 91 Super Show, which was also known as Starcade 91 in the Tokyo Dome. Not to be confused with the 1991 Starcade, that was a different event, that happened in (laughs) November, that happened in the United States. This happened on February 21st in Tokyo, Japan, in fact. The show would air on tape delay pay-per-view in North America the following month. This was kind of the the thing that really makes this important, Pacey, is that this was the precursor to the annual January 4th Tokyo Dome shows that, that New Japan would continue to run. They started, it, they started running it on January 4th the following year, which was the follow-up to this pay-per-view, and then they had one more with WCW Cross Promotion in 93, before it becoming New Japan's very own show that fans nowadays know as Wrestle Kingdom, and of course they look forward to every year. We can't get enough of it. So this was actually the very first Wrestle Kingdom show, if you want to actually go back and trace the roots of it. Kind of crazy. The card, which was a mixture of Puru Russo and Gaijin stars, was as follows. We had Jushin Thunder Liger, who defeated Akira Nogami to retain the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship that we learned so much about last week. Arn Anderson, who we just talked about, and Barry Windham defeated Masa Saido and Masahiro Chono. El Gigante, perhaps the worst pro wrestler in the world, defeated Big Cat Curtis Hughes. The Steiner brothers defeated Hiroshi Hase and Kensuke Sasaki to win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. We had Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow defeat Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, who at that time were collectively known as Doom. And we also had The Great Muda defeating Sting. Main event though, Pasty, this is where it gets wild. The IWGP heavyweight champion Tatsumi Fujinami defeated WCW world champion Ric Flair to win the NWA heavyweight championship. Now, this is where it gets a little complicated, so pay attention here, folks. Although Fujinami won the match, he did not win the WCW world championship because After WCW referee Bill Alfonso was knocked out, Ric Flair was backdropped over the top rope by Fujinami. At the time, this was actually a disqualification under WCW rules. Believe it or not, folks, it used to be illegal to throw your opponent over the top rope because it was too dangerous. And then the Royal
0: Rumble was invented.
1: (laughs) And then Cody Rhodes did a moonsault (laughs) off the top of a cage. (laughs) But this was fought under NWA rules, not WCW rules, so there wasn't a DQ because in NWA rules they had already gotten rid of that. But wait, what, weren't the WCW and NWA world title one in the same, you might ask me, Pasty? Well, no. Well, yes. But see, in Japan, they considered the two championships different entities something that actually WCW would do a few months later when Ric Flair left for the WWF and took the belt with. Anyway, a few months later, New Japan referee Tiger Hattori counted the fall for Fujinami after a grounded Cobra Twist roll-up and then presented the WCW title to Fujinami.
0: Cobra Twist roll-up, that was my favorite schoolyard snack. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, so good. After the match, a livid flair
1: crashed Fujinami's post-match press conference and took back the WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt and told Fujinami he would have to come to America and take it from him. So Fujinami was recognized for two months as the NWA World Champion, but this brief reign is not officially recognized by WWE, who technically owns the quote-unquote lineage of that belt today oh assets. politics and wrestling holy yeah, buckets
0: that's fucked up and, and it then... also makes me very sad to know i didn't recognize any of those japanese superstar names
1: fujinami
0: maybe the name but like jushin thunder liger hello okay it says jushin liger and i just didn't see thunder all right how about
1: cares? the great muda <laughs> kujimoto oh you know kujimoto jesus the great Muda.
0: I, I was blacked out for half a watch. I'm you were hearing saying. you. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, it, it makes me sad I don't know more of those names, when I, whereas I know every American.
1: Masahiro superstar. Chono?
0: Do, do, you, do you recognize no, that one?
1: No. Oh, he was he was um, the first New Japan member to uh, join the NWO and helped start uh, NWO Japan. Little Little side note for you there.
0: Very nice. Yes, that's why I always admit my mortality in these situations, because we can always learn some new facts.
1: Well, you know, Miss Jackson tried to teach you back in school, but I think you need to apologize to Miss Jackson, Pasty.
3: Yes, I, I do believe I do. My baby's driving mama, don't like me to throw in. Motherfucker. She's been doing things like having them boys come from her neighborhood to the studio trying to fight me. She needs to pee, get a piece of the American pie and take her bite out. That's my house. I'll disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. Woo! And let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, shit medical bills. I pay that. I love your mom and everything. But I see I ain't the one who laid down. She want to rib you up a to start a custody war. My lawyer stay down. Shit, you'll never get a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I ain't invited. Despite it, I show her utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you yet. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, I'm for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, I am for real. I never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a million times. A trillion times. Me and your daughter got this thing going on. We got a special kind of thing going on. You say it's puppy love? I'm sorry, uh... China just came out where was oh you say it's puppy love I say it's full grown like China hope that we can feel this feel this way forever you can plan a pretty picnic but you can't predict the weather Miss Jackson ten times out of nine now if I'm lying fine the quickest muzzle throw it's on my mouth and I'll decline queen king meets queen then the puppy love thing together dream about that crib with a good year swing on the oak tree I hope we find like this forever forever ever Ever, forever, ever, forever, never seems that long until you're grown and notice the day that a day ruler can't be too wrong.
0: Do do you think he learned that one on the Rock and Rager wrestling at sea cruise? No. What happened here? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson.
1: I am for real.
0: I am for real. You think he did that for karaoke on the cruise?
1: I don't know.
2: Was <laughs>
0: there even karaoke on the cruise? We don't know. Well, Moxley did the Sweet Caroline and uh, fucking, who was it, that little short flossy guy. Oh, yeah. He did Where I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, Jericho's Band. So there was some karaoke on the cruise.
1: Yeah, we'll say there was. I doubt that was from that. No. I think that's Conrad and Tony having fun. Those silly boys. We love Conrad and Tony.
0: <laughs> Theirs is the best show out of all of them. How, come, the least. how come Tony Shivani doesn't seem to have that much charisma on, on Dynamite? Uh,
1: because they make him talk about wrestling. <laughs> He doesn't have to talk about wrestling on on their wrestling podcast.
0: They should make it a story gimmick then, where he's like, "Fuck this announcing job, I quit." But the cameras never stop following him, and it's like a <laughs> reality series where he spins off out of control and becomes a drunk and pill popping and party.
1: Honestly, if they let him do R rated stuff, I don't know how many people who listen to our stuff listen to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. He is the dirtiest old man who, who he <laughs> he'll tell you to suck his fucking cock. And he just talks about the dirtiest stuff. Whenever he watches wrestling, he'll be like, oh, God, look at those titties. I'd love to get my dick in that. And like, he's just it's he's awesome as just the dirty old man. And uh, I just love him like that. He seems That's all way I want too to like,
0: reserved in, in the in the AEW realm.
1: Well, cause they want him to be they want him to be the uh the straight guy they want him to be the play by play and it's and he does the play by play job and actually yeah. he does it well you know uh-huh. well, they got if uh if they would put him on color I think he'd be so much different
0: who who the fuck is the color commentary on dynamites announced team? taz now right i guess it's, it, is taz on dynamite now he, he, he used was, to
1: be on uh he
0: did dynamite this week
1: did he then he would yeah i would say he probably would be. It's got to be
0: because I wouldn't say JR or Excalibur.
1: Excalibur would be the analyst. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: JR maybe would be. I don't know what
0: they have JR as.
1: I guess I don't know who they're. I guess they don't. know
0: JR is the color commentator, and his getting people's names wrong is the gimmick. There you go. There
1: you go. there's the king of the mountain right there. We'll see you on Monday, folks.
0: Every time he gets a name right right is is when he's making an accident.
1: Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pasty, we should move on. We're kind of lingering here. We should talk about something
0: that's not an accident, Fat Mac, and that was NXT TakeOver Portland.
1: Pacey, I'm going to kind of have to let you drive this one. In all honesty, uh, to everyone out there, I had a bit of a another medical incident happen. Uh, Fat Mac ran across the gout. Holy Without shit. a gout,
0: it's the gout.
1: Took me out, and um, I it was on some... make you pout? Uh, I did whine a lot, I'll admit. I whined <laughs> a lot. But I also was on some pretty good drugs that did not allow me to pay attention. So I turned on NXT Portland once, and I fell asleep. Within five minutes of the first match. So I was like, there's no way I can watch this shit. Not because it was boring. It's just, I just, I just couldn't. I was my, so I haven't seen any of this. So Pasty, um, have at it, buddy. This is you.
0: All right. Well, this will be brief then because Pasty White doesn't take notes and Pasty White doesn't remember things either.
1: Pasty White (laughs) has Pasty White
0: briefs. (laughs) Ah. So we kicked it off with the NXT North American Championship on the line. Seeing Keith Lee retaining over Dominic Dijakovic, yet reinforcing once more that these men are titans of their time. Both these men have outstanding careers in front of them, and both of them are about 10 times faster than they have any right in being. These guys are huge, agile fucking tanks and it's wonderful and I would watch this match a million times over I will never complain no matter how many times they make this match a thing because it was amazing yeah it
1: sounds good it's probably you know I'm a huge Keith Lee fan not a big uh, Dijakovic fan but uh so this was probably the least looked forward to on my list but um, I would definitely go back and see it.
0: Dijakovic and Lee, it's, it's magic across the board every time they're in the ring together. I never gave him much of a, a, a shot in the dark either just just on knowing the name. Like, that, that's bullshit. It's not good. <laughs> but seeing him in the ring, like, you look at him and you still don't like him. But when you right. see him and Keith in there working their fucking asses off and making it look effortless and more fluid than some cruiserweights, it's 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 a thing of beauty. And and I don't know if, if Dijakovic has that magic when he's not working against Keith Lee. But this it's it's always something special. Yeah. Th- then we had a street fight. Featuring Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox with Dakota Kai coming out. The winner. And uh thank God women know how to set up tables in twenty twenty. This was a great street fight match and and it transcended anything hardcore women have done in the WWE bubble thus far. Lots of lots of great fast paced, hard hitting heel rip-roar and action without a doubt.
1: I really enjoy both of these gals, and I think Dakota Kai has done an awesome job of turning heel, Mm -hmm. better than I would have thought she could have. I was disappointed, and again, I didn't watch it. I don't know, maybe it helped the the match. But I was disappointed that this street fight only got 13, less than 13 and a half minutes, 13.24. I would like to think that you'd want to give these two girls a good you know, 17, 20 minutes, at least 17, I would think, to I get, to get a lot in there, but I don't know.
0: I feel like this rivalry is going to burn hot like Gargano Ciampa did. So this is kind of just like the first step in that direction, in my guess. Yeah. <laughs> but this match, even if it was 13 minutes and 24 seconds, it was it was completely well-rounded from start to finish and well worth a watch, as as every match on this card is.
1: Right. It's it's a takeover. You can't go mm, wrong.
0: Definitely not. Then we saw Finn Balor defeating Johnny Gargano. There was a fucking uh, I think there was a chest dump from the top to the outside. Which was nuts.
1: Oh nice. Yes. Wow, that's dangerous.
0: Yeah, no, this it it definitely was um NXT or New Japan Finn Balor in full effect. Like he didn't give fucks. It was a very solid match. I think it was the match I paid the least amount of attention to, but then again, oh, it's wow. the only match without a stipulation or a title on the line. So, but it was good.
1: Yeah, with those two, you almost you almost don't need a stipulation. And I wish I wish more. Um, even going back to um, AEW, I wish more companies would realize that you don't always need a stipulation when you got two amazing wrestlers in there you know going back to cody wardlow i mean you could have put those two in there and i bet you they could have had just as good of a match without a cage yeah um but that's beside the point gargano balor i mean to me that sells it for me that's that definitely sells it to me
0: yeah ah good good times uh, then we have the NXT Women's Championship match: Rhea Ripley defeating Bianca Belair to retain her gold. In this match, Belair would have done you proud.
1: Ah, oh, you know what? As much as I, I put my money on Rhea Ripley. So did you. We yeah, both bet on yeah. her. But it's, I there, so it's wanted not, not Bianca Bel—I <laughs> so wanted Bianca Belair to win. I was yeah.
0: rooting for her. She's gonna have her time. All these badass bitches got to get out of the way first, though, because I don't know. I feel like she's she's good. She's great. It's WWE and we know how they book things. Yeah. And she won't be a champion until there is kind of a lull in the women's division.
1: And, you know, now is probably the best time to bring it up. I noticed that both both the women's matches came in at just like 13 and a half minutes
0: yeah, almost and exactly all the, the same time.
1: All the other matches were over 20 minutes. Eh, the tag team match wasn't. Um, and those two you could give any time to, but they've also had a ton of time in the past. Hmm. It's kind of sad to see that NXT is now going down the WWE route to where they they used to be the place to go for women's matches, and I feel like they got so much women's talent, but I think they're they're putting the women aside for for the men. I think they don't see the money in them right now.
0: I just, I feel like it's a pendulum swing. Uh, while Baszler was the women's champion, there was there was definitely a, a more of an abundance of women's matches, or lengthy women's matches. And I think just now, in the lead up to Mania, like, Ripley-Belair isn't a real story, and, and Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox are just getting started. The, the real shit doesn't really kick off until, well, what comes at Mania, and we'll talk about that here in well- a moment.
1: And we don't know because this is a new era for takeover where they're not going by WWE pay-per-views, so we really don't even know how many they're going to have this year.
0: I think there is one at WrestleMania I don't know where weekend they're going.
1: too. Um, I thought there wasn't, but I don't know. We can look into that. I'm pretty but sure I, they should I, I will about say, it. even though I didn't watch this, and I, I might be wrong because maybe they shouldn't have had longer matches. But just looking at it on paper, I'd have given up either the uh, tag title or the North American title and gave uh, one of the women's matches or both of them longer time and have had, had yeah. five, five matches on there five lengthy solid matches. But it's so, it sounds like it was great from top to bottom. This is me nitpicking on paper, but uh, I just seen it on paper. Didn't watch it. So I'm going to nitpick
0: on paper. Bianca Belair came out with a, a new shirt, black history in the making. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. It's a good statement. That is very um, awesome. What else was awesome? Uh Belair whipped Rhea Ripley real good across the gut with her hair. That was fun to watch. Uh and then post match, Rhea Ripley is celebrating with her championship, and she is blindsided by none other than Charlotte and Flair, who said yeah, WrestleMania I accept. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah. We all expected that, but yeah. I mean, it works. Plus, it still leaves, you know, because we you don't want to know, know who Bailey's facing at WrestleMania until real close to WrestleMania, right? That's, right. That's the way I look at that.
1: <laughs> uh, you are right. I just looked it up. TakeOver uh, Tampa Bay is the next yeah. one, and that is the, the day before WrestleMania. So that's cool. They're at least keeping that one there.
0: It's cool that they're doing that and then still having NXT matches on WrestleMania. It feels good.
1: Uh do they? Do we yeah. know that?
0: Yeah, I know I know that Ripley and and Flair is a WrestleMania match.
1: Okay. Yes. Well, so, yeah, but that's not an NXT match. That's Charlotte Flair. I eh. guess, but it's
0: for an NXT championship. Yeah, it's a gray area. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that uncharted. It's the, it's the Black Seas and it's the crossover. pirate ships. You know, <laughs> we yeah, don't know. It's the crossover. Shopping Might the I say,
1: looking at it right now, the uh, Takeover Tampa Bay logo looks way more badass yeah. than the WrestleMania Tampa Bay. logo. I think logo. it's funny because the, the WrestleMania shit.
0: one is like we're all on pirate ships sailing in the seas, but the one. For takeover that comes the night before is like the the wreckage of ships well, the, in battle. Yeah, like, the WrestleMania is gonna... <laughs>
1: basically the the Tampa you... Bay Buccaneers logo just with the yeah. WWE flag instead.
0: Yeah, and all of the promo videos is like all the superstars riding on pirate ships and okay. It's still the same like ten year old fucking <laughs> stock camera footage of them turning oh. towards the camera or whatever. But it's 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 funny that takeover the, looks... the takeover is the wreckage. But then the ships are at WrestleMania, so it's like times it backwards or something.
1: Right. For <laughs> anybody who hasn't seen the TakeOver Tampa logo, I just seen it now. I say look it up. It's badass. I it I get that as a tattoo. Don't Take in mind taking all the NXT TakeOver Tampa Bay, all the other bullshit out of it. It's it's pretty badass.
0: I'll get TakeOver tattooed across my knuckles. You can <laughs> do <kidding>. that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh <sighs> Then we have the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line as Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, the broserweights, defeated Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And Matt Riddle posed the ever-important question, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And you can buy that t-shirt now at shopwwe.com, folks. Who was it
1: that uh, Who was it that came up with that?
0: Um, I, I, the way it seems is Matt Riddle, but I wouldn't know.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was, I think it was Matt Riddle at one of the NXT tapings. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, it's so stupid, but I, I like it. Right, I just <laughs> I have
0: to envision him. He was like super fucking high when he thought of it. And you like, know, not only was he funny. super
1: high, but I think he was eating fried fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He was at a
0: oh,
1: long he was at a long John Silver's. <laughs> no,
0: Kyle O'Reilly fried it and Bobby Fish had to watch because he didn't know what he was doing yet. That that could be. That's it. And O'Reilly wasn't fast enough for Matt Riddle. But goddamn the Broserweights, man. They uh they took some gold home. And it was well deserved. I really am I'm liking this team of uh Riddle and Dunn. They're very polar opposites, but in the right ways for the tag division. I don't think it's going to last too long, but good on them. And then we have the NXT championship. Fat Mac seeing Adam Cole retaining his gold over Tommaso Ciampa. Baby. He needed help. From every member of the Undisputed Era. Did he plus need it, one. Or did
1: they just do it because they love each other and they're they friends. did it
0: because they're afraid they're gonna get kicked out of the group because they all don't have their gold anymore.
1: <laughs> Fuck,
0: we gotta <laughs> keep some is, gold. Or they're this is the downfall
1: the of the Undisputed Era. And you know what? We need this. It's actually yeah. a good thing, and they've been so dominant that I'm okay that we're seeing the downfall of it because that's how a story is told, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I, I do like it. I'm not upset, uh, and I like that, that Adam Cole is the last one hanging on. The easy route is to have a, a secondary title be the one hanging on, and then, of course, you have Adam Cole get jealous and and go crazy. That's not what it is right now, so I, I'm interested to see where this where this moves them and takes them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I almost wonder if, uh, if, if they're not going to play it out the long way where Roddy Strong is the one who ends up taking the gold from Cole.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of the predictable way. So I'm kind of hoping they don't. I'm kind of hoping it's been so long,
0: though, that it doesn't really feel predictable anymore. Like, I feel like I'm taking a gamble by saying it, whereas I probably wouldn't have a year and a half ago. You know,
1: I guess I wouldn't say that it's not predictable, but I would say that it it, it, we all expected it would have happened way sooner than this. WWE loves to break away teams, even in NXT. They love to break up teams. Um, look at Gargano, Ciampa, and, and, and every team that's gone forward. They love to break up teams. So,
0: And there's a huge danger for it, for the Undisputed Era if they were called up to the main roster as a team, I think. I think there's a huge danger
1: for the Undisputed Era if they're called up to the main roster. You can just put a period at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how it's done. None of them. Adam Cole will never be uh, a, a WrestleMania main eventer on the main car or, or on the main show. Not, not cause I don't love him. Love him to death. Mm. Uh, politics as much as anything. I don't yeah. think it would ever happen. Fish and O'Reilly. I can't see doing anything. No,
0: they would totally be gallows and Anderson.
1: Yeah, um Roddy, you know, maybe maybe Roddy Strong would be the one you didn't expect and he'd actually come up and be something but
0: That's another thing too. <sighs> Fish Fish like had a lot of gray hair and was looking old in this match. Like like he obviously die- has been dying his hair for oh, a few years. Vince
1: hates that.
0: He let it grow out though and it was gray and I I thought that that was semi symbolic to them losing the championship like he's getting tired. Could be. And and I don't know, because I've never noticed an age gap between Fish and O'Reilly before. I mean, obviously O'Reilly's a little bit more clean cut and everything, but it, they never seemed to be difference in age. But it was very obvious in this match, and I think if if that was like some kind of storytelling, it was it's beautiful. Yeah. And if not, it's still beautiful because it just works out that way. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, actually,
1: no. actually pasty, there is a eleven year eleven year gap between the two.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. After Ky- after this time, Kyle O'Reilly guessed is, that. Yeah,
1: Kyle O'Reilly is thirty two. Bobby Fish is forty three. So, mm-hmm.
0: see, not only was he great, but the announcers made a, made sure to talk about how how uh, Fish was the veteran in the tag team, and so yeah, that's weird. And Adam Cole's <laughs> a young thirty, baby. Yeah. Wow, he's younger than both he, of them. He seems like he's older than thirty.
1: He just... And Rod, I know Roddy's older than them, but let's let's just check it out. Might as well. We might. We're going down this rabbit hole. We're not turning around now, Pasty.
0: I can't believe I'm older than Adam Cole.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Strong is thirty-six. Yeah. So Adam Cole is the youngest of all of them, and he is the flagship. Wow. Hmm. I like that. You don't see that happen a lot. Yeah. Cool, cool. I don't know that that means anything, but it's interesting of note. I never noticed that. Pasty, um... Oh, so
0: we're, we're, we're not great. done with this yet. We're not done oh, with this yet.
1: Take it away, my friend. <laughs> we're, we're not never
0: done even talk yet. About the match. I mean, yeah, Cole, Cole won with, with the, the help of his friends, plus one. Because Tommaso Ciampa was able to fend off everything the undisputed era threw at him, sometimes three men at a time, even while the ref was unconscious.
1: Oh, just like got Cole he for can a three at a time on the mat.
0: Oh yeah, any day of the week, baby. But what got Tommaso Ciampa in the end was his former rival and tag team partner, and then tag team partner again. And now once more, rival Johnny Gargano came out and hit Champa in the face with the championship, and said, "You can't have this."
1: Are you shooting me, or did that? No, happen? that
0: really fucking. So Gargano turned happened.
1: heel on Champa.
0: Yeah, and oh. I don't know if he's part of the undisputed era. That's kind of I'm cool awesome. with it either way, but that was, yeah, it was super badass. That Ciampa, he would have won it, even with all four members of the Undisputed Era involved. But Gargano was the one who came and took that away from him.
1: That's Beautiful. pretty awesome. I will say I don't want him to be a part of the Undisputed Era, yeah. only because so far Undisputed Era has been mostly like big Ring of Honor guys and even though Gargano I mean he stopped into Ring of Honor here and there he was a Chikara guy he was a PWG guy he was a Dragon Gate USA guy he was an Evolve guy he was never really what I would call a Ring of Honor guy he was just one of the other guys that would come and make appearances every now and then and put on awesome shows yeah but you know they're evolving, they're moving on. That can happen. You start expanding out to other things. You look at the uh, Bullet Club when they started putting in non-Gaijins.
0: So, and either way, though, our dreams are made, Fat Mac, because take over Portland or take over whatever Florida pirate ships and, and WrestleMania <sighs> probably just take over. will contain both Tommaso Ciampa versus Gargano, the final chapter. And Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT championship.
1: Oh my gosh. That's, that's one I'm not going to miss for nothing. I don't care.
0: Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm excited for that. Talk, Uh talk
1: about just, talk about just laying WrestleMania to fuck.
0: Aren't you glad you didn't watch this
1: one? (laughs) Nothing on WrestleMania will ever fucking uh, compare to either of those two matches.
2: No,
0: not even close not even fucking close i mean you could have jesus and Mohammed
1: team up against uh the monopoly man and chester cheeto and it wouldn't be this good
0: no drew drew mcintyre and brock lesnar would be on the fucking pre-show for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow so awesome i definitely this weekend i'm gonna try to
1: find time to uh watch this pay-per-view because i feel bad i didn't but uh I'm going to, that doesn't affect our, our, our final grades here, Pacey. I'm going to let you take take complete reign over best match and final grade because I pushed out on this week and I, okay. I don't like to do that. So, what was the match of the night?
0: Match of the night, I'm going to go with Adam like Cole Chomsky. Yeah, it could be any of them. I could say Keith Lee Djokovic easy. Like three it, minutes into it's... that match, I'm like, yep, this is a takeover. Let's fucking go.
1: <laughs> I will say I do like when we do these, when the best match is the main event, because technically the main should event be. should be the best yeah. match. And if there's ever a match that isn't going to be, it should probably be the opener that just brings you up. But yeah. So what would you give this the, the a grade for this one? We've had, we've had some, this is the best year for, for major shows. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. had just some amazing ones. We've had maybe two flops. I think yeah. at best, what are you giving this one?
0: God, um, you know, in just a month, we got WrestleMania season coming up. I got to give it a little bit of wiggle room. I'm going to have to give this one an A. An A.
1: Yeah. So for for the record, folks, Pasty and I, Beef Sticks Podcast, our official grades for this year, not going to say what they were. I'm just going to say the grades. A plus, A minus, C plus, A, A, and now A. So only one match that was... That was even below a, 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 an A type grade.
0: It's so hard because every um, oh, show wow. is in their own category. <laughs> you know?
1: That's good though. We like that. I think we like that. I like, feel that. like I'm
0: Dave like over here, like 17 stars, and no, we've yeah, only handed out but one S ring. Well,
1: keep in mind, this is the beginning of the year where they drop so much good shit. Shortly after WrestleMania season and everybody else's big, th- I mean, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into some slums. Come on, Pacey, you know we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're
1: going to hit some slums oh, it, yeah, it come on. right
0: after WrestleMania. They're going to have a fucking a shake up, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to ruin everything. Well, and,
1: and the very next show we got pasty, the WWE super showdown.
0: Eh. Yeah. Well, I feel like the, the super showdown at the very least is a good buildup for WrestleMania. And if yeah, it makes but, it so, if it makes it so that the only other pay-per-view between WrestleMania or now in WrestleMania is, is, um, survivors or, or Elimination Chamber? Elimination I'm chamber. okay with that. We don't need yeah. a fucking fast lane at the end.
1: No, we don't. But I'm just saying, Super Showdown's end. probably not going to be in the A category. <laughs> no. Uh, we got AEW Revolution coming up, which anything could happen. AEW hasn't let us down yet. I'm excited to see Goldberg
0: get eaten by the Fiend, though. That's going to be fun.
1: Elimination Chamber, probably not in the A category, rarely.
0: With Hulk Hogan as special guest referee.
1: Uh, Ring of Honor, 18th anniversary show is coming up. That's up in the, the cards. We don't know. Impact Lockdown, up in the cards. We don't know. There's so much we don't know, even just from now until WrestleMania. New Japan, Sakura Genesis. It's New Japan. It's probably going to be really good, but it's definitely, they've already set the bar so high, what's going to happen? We don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it'll be Interesting. No, got a lot to, to, to take over
0: Portland's credit, it, not very many American wrestling pay-per-views or TV shows get me this giddy. So it's right. definitely deserving of the A-grade.
1: <laughs> well, talking about American TV shows that get us giddy-pasty, we have to start with the Savage Sentinel.
0: That is right, Fat Mac. It's everybody's favorite time of the week where we freak your mind with all the news freak
1: out freak out freak out and one of pasties and fat Mac's favorite shows of america pasty and might see a new face you want to tell them about it
0: yes i do fat mac news is sasha banks will be appearing in the next season of the disney plus show the mandalorian News of her appearance was initially reported by the Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, a very credible resource. Matt Men! Matt Men! We should make Mac Men Pro Wrestling Podcast and compete with them. I think we could. <laughs> with Pro Wrestling Sheet later confirming the casting news. At the time of this recording, there is no further information as to who she might be playing or what kind of role she has, but apparently the boss has already filmed scenes. For the Star Wars series. Holy shit. I don't know if this is good because she's not a very good talker on the ring. And so if you give her a script, I don't know. Maybe she's well, a know, droid. Is, if she beeps and boops, that'll be fine.
1: This is one of those series where they've had a lot of guest stars, but they're all under helmets and yeah. probably not even literally there. They probably mm-hmm. just came into the booth and recorded something. So... I, I think, I think they're going to get great. her face on I don't think there. I think she's going to be
0: a humanoid and they're going to have her. It, WWE's got to have that in the contract. You know what I mean?
1: I, I don't know. I guess. I don't it, know, but say. it's interesting.
0: I don't think, I think she'll be one of those one-off episode characters that let's just say that this is
1: the beginning of, of one of those mergers of two huge companies. Like this is two gargantuan companies working together. And that's scary but I'm excited for it because I love Sasha Banks and I love the Mandalorian. Yeah, it was like so... less
0: than two years ago. Stephanie McMahon was talking about how Disney could buy WWE and no, it was her
1: saying that she could be, that they could be as big as Disney. Was that what it was? That's what she said. Which there was is also speculation that they were going to sell
0: to Disney or whatever, but
1: yeah, there's been talks of that, but Ste- Stephanie said that they could be as big as Disney and that's fucking laughable. As huge as WWE has been. Come on.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. Come on. No. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Not that many people are watching wrestling. Exactly.
1: Um, but somebody who doesn't strive to be as big as Disney, they know where they are. That's the A&E Network. And Pasty, they are partnering with WWE Studios to produce five original two-hour documentaries under the award-winning biography banner which will showcase some of the most iconic WWE superstars of all time. Now, this will include Macho Man Randy Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I Don't Deserve a Nickname Booker T. (laughs) Because all (laughs) of them guys have nicknames except for Booker T. That's sad. What's the T
0: stand for? (laughs) T.
1: Um... What, what what do they say? Uh, show me your tea. Give me your tea. Brew me your tea. I, I uh, give me the tea. Uh, it's uh, my, my boy was saying it to me. It's a new thing they say. We used to say fucking like, show me your shit or something. And now they're just like, pour me your tea,
0: bitch. I, I'm still on show me what you got. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Anyways, through, through these in-depth docs helmed by some of the industry's top directors and storytellers, Biography continues its focus on the larger-than-life personalities as well as their impact on our culture. Through new and archival interviews and never-before-seen footage, each feature-length film will give fans an in-depth look at the early lives, rise to fame, and careers of some of the most influential wrestlers in WWE history. I'm stoked for this. I love the biography um, showcases that A&E does. I'm most excited for
0: Macho Man. And Roddy.
1: I, I'm most excited for Booker T. He's probably the, the least big out of them, but he's got such a story. If anybody's ever uh, listened to his story, watched You'll his story. you probably learn I the mean, most he, from his. Yeah, he got, you know, the the fact that he uh, he lost his family at a super young age. He ended up doing prison time. He You know, his brother, Stevie Ray, got him into wrestling, and it's like the... You know, they started out as the Ebony Express down in uh, GWF, and global wrestling federation. Just so many, uh, There's a, he's got a hell of a story, probably more of a story than uh, any of the, the ones on here. Mm. I'd say maybe out of the huge superstars in pro wrestling, Scott Hall might be the only one who has more of a story, but he killed a guy. <laughs> Let's just say it. Scott
0: Hall killed a guy. Uh, well, to give Booker T more credit, I, I actually was just thinking today. I want to add a couple more buttons to the reel. I don't want to add. Um, uh, uh, Tell me he didn't just say that. Oh. I think that's a good one. And I want Devon's. Oh my brother, testify. Are you going to put
1: Vince McMahon's? What's up? Um, no. I forget how the rest of it goes. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Should <laughs> so I check? Uh, uh, no. How about Booker T's
0: Hulk Hogan? We coming for you. I forget what the rest of it is. What was the rest of it? I think Hulk Hogan said it before. I think. He, <laughs> I
1: think he was just finishing Booker T's sentence. He was just shooting the pro. He wasn't mad at the guy. He was just talking about the promo and he, how much he respected Booker T's promo. That's what the deal was. He gets a bad rap. That poor Hulk uh, Hogan.
2: Yep.
1: Him hey and his Fu Manchu. They get a bad rap. <laughs>
0: He was really Isn't telling that, them how, how proud he would be if his daughter wound up with a man like Booker T.
1: Exactly because they're coming for you. Um, <clears throat> Damn. You know. You know. I, I think we need to move on from the cable stations because cable is full of dirty, nasty, bad words. Yeah. Let's talk about some uh, streaming sites, pasty, because those are oh my gosh. Those are oh-my-gosh, pasty. (laughs) They're so oh-my-gosh. I love it.
0: Are you ready to smash universes together for the second time in the show? Yes! Let's fucking do it. And on my large hadron collider, that's what I call my penis, folks. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that WWE is in talks with ESPN in regards to WWE content airing on the ESPN Plus service. The deal is that WWE is trying to broker would be similar to the deal UFC has with ESPN, where WWE would sell their rights to air pay-per-views, which would pay more money for the content than WWE could make on its own by selling the content directly to viewers with the WWE network. The ESPN Plus model with UFC is reportedly what opened WWE's eyes to the idea. The ESPN deal could potentially bring more mainstream exposure to WWE's big events, because ESPN has proved that when they don't own rights to a product, they use their various shows to heavily market that product. There's no word yet uh, on how far talks with ESPN are, but the Observer noted that it looks like the deal has not been agreed on as of this week. Investors clearly like the idea of WWE getting involved with ESPN, after news broke, talks between the two juggernauts, WWE's stock price rose over $2.49. Boy, I'm glad I bought mine two weeks ago and sits now at $50.23 today.
1: Woo! I wish I had bought bought mine.
0: And ESPN, in a sense, is kind of owned by Disney, too, isn't it? Because it's all with that package for Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for $14 a
1: month. Um... I, I have to I will look up and see what the parent companies are. Yeah, I, that's I don't. Just,
0: that's know. something that struck me because I it's it's all bundled together with that Hulu Disney Plus deal, and so maybe either that or ESPN has stock and who or has good percentage of take in Hulu. But one way or another, they're connected.
1: ESPN is an American cable sports channel owned by ESPN Inc. Owned jointly by the Walt Disney Company and Hearst Communications.
2: <laughs> the Walt
1: Disney owns fifty percent of ESPN, and uh, so yeah, that's one. So step Disney's going to own like twenty
0: five percent of WWE.
1: <laughs> well, just their, their pay per view. Well, technically, they're going to be paying WWE. To, Actually, it to would be more of a third
0: though, too, stuff. because you got your your USA. You got your Fox, and then you got. Well, no, because this, but then this again, is not Fox own deal. He owns Fox. No,
1: this is this is its own deal. And <laughs> ESPN or Disney does not own. Um, Disney does not own the. They Fox own the Mandalorian,
0: Network. and because Becky Lynch is going to be on the Mandalorian, that's <laughs> automatically fifteen percent stock in W. Okay okay <laughs> that's that's where my math comes from steiner, um, any, steiner taught me the, the... we love
1: steiner math yes. we love steiner math <laughs> basically this is awesome for wwe though because this could be huge if this does happen like you said this does open them up to an entirely new and not only an entirely new world in some people's minds this will legitimize them more yeah obviously you and i realize that's stupid <laughs> Because um, because it is stupid. They're, they're either Get legitimate ready. in what they do or they don't.
0: But coming twenty twenty five, the WWE universe at Disneyland Tokyo.
1: I mean, don't re- don't forget that uh, WCW Nitro used to be taped at Disney MGM Studios. Yeah, for for uh, months, if not over a year.
0: Well, they had to do something with that fucking waste of a theme park. You're damn right. <laughs>
1: so this is awesome this is very good for both espn and wwe and dare i say it could help uh ufc by getting more eyes on espn plus and having more people who are into wrestling Mm -hmm. have a chance to watch ufc at no extra cost you know what i mean that's a big deal yeah if they're gonna buy espn plus to watch wwe and they see ufc is on there exactly so that's it's it's unique. It's a very unique position for all three of these companies to be in. Something that uh something that's been around forever. Uh, wrestling and ESPN have have been together. Not only from the AWA days, uh, GWF I talked about earlier used to air on ESPN. Mm-hmm. WWE for a short time did ESPN. It, they've they've got a history in pro wrestling and um, NWA used to air on ESPN. It's it, it's good it's good for all parties involved. Obviously, as you said, nothing's finalized and maybe nothing will happen from it. But I don't see a negative at all. I think the money is is what it's going to come down to. How much is ESPN willing to pay? How much is WWE demanding? That that is where it's going to come down to. I think more than anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm I'm really intrigued to see where this goes and, and things are veering in a strangely Disney direction, which I just it sounds like the future, doesn't it? WWE and Disney form together in some evil robot. I mean, robots exist. They do.
1: You know. It's like Trapper so, Keeper from So Star you Park. have that. So, Pasty, we have talked about uh, Disney Plus. We have talked about A and E. We have talked about ESPN Plus. Let's let's cross the lines. We got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of distribution to talk about today. Uh, an amazing amount of distribution to talk about. But we're crossing the pond, as they say, into Sky Deutschland, which for those of you who are American and don't give a shit about the rest of the world, that's Germany.
0: Yeah, that's a it's a really funny way to spell Germany.
1: Um, only if you're American, if you're from any other country, it's about the right way to think every other country would say it's weird to call it Germany when I it's, think it's Deutschland. It's,
0: it's great that America is like the only ones that call it Germany. I like to think that America comes up with really, the presidents come up with Donald Trump comes up with really funny names for all the countries in the world. That's, that's what I want to see. Great. I want to see Trump's list of country names all written on a map with a fucking Sharpie. Right. This was sent um, to me from NASA. Space Force. We're
1: here we're here to talk about the going ons in Bananarama. <laughs> we know that they're having issues over with Crumb Chicker. And uh no. Anyway, Sky Deutschland. Up on Deutschland, the Tallahassee
0: Trail. You know, he's, <laughs> he's been doing that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Sky Deutschland announced this week that they are actually parting ways with WWE. Oh, As we said before, when one door opens, another closes. When one closes, another opens. And uh, this was actually WWE's decision. The current contract between the two sides expires at the end of this coming March. Sky did tell customers, though, that while WWE no longer would be offered, they will begin offering pay-per-views from another wrestling league, Pasty, when one door closes, another opens. Yes. In April, they We're will be the airing pay-per-views from AEW. Oh. Oh, shit. AEW Dynamite already runs weekly on Sky each Friday at 9.50 p.m. I
0: like Sky this
1: thing. Sky will begin offering AEW pay-per-view events, quote, shortly via the Sky Select service. Pro ProSybian Max... Which sounds like a hell of a masturbation machine, and that's all I can fucking think of.
0: It's for the semen canyon.
1: <laughs> we haven't had, we haven't talked about him. We talked about him for like two weeks straight. Two weeks straight. Now straight. We got um, semen canyon said that the Pro Sybian Max continues to air Raw and SmackDown on free TV. It in airs raw Germany. <laughs> we like we like semen canyon on the Pro Sybian Max.
0: He's gonna be our next logo. I swear to God. Don't even know what he looks like. Doesn't matter. It's going to happen. Oh, I'm just loving this. I can imagine what Seaman Canyon looks like. <laughs> oh, this I, is, this is you great. You know
1: what? I feel like I'm looking at a Seaman Canyon right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you Do you envision the same thing I do where Vince, Sky, Sky came up, you know, contract talkings, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to start airing AEW pay-per-views, and Vince threw, like, a six-year-old temper tantrum? No. No. Mm-hmm my toys and then he's like yeah what do you mean airing
1: aew pay-per-views well you know we'd we'd like to air both wwe and aew what do you mean both we're wwe well yeah we're still gonna air your pay-per-views but we also want to air aew pay-per-views what do you mean AEW
3: pay-per-view?
0: That's not how you spell WWE.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine that for sure.
0: Uh, it's funny. And it's funny to know that kind of AEW muscled out WWE from that. Well, it, even in, if it's not the your, truth, it's nice. In your
1: think. story, it is, yeah, it's a fun little <laughs> it's a fun little thing there. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> Impact Wrestling has announced that they'll be broadcasting content from Alpha One Wrestling on their digital subscription service, Impact Plus. Alpha One's One was founded in. in 2010 and is run by current Impact Tag Team champion, Ethan Page. Alpha One is an independent promotion based in Canada, whose champions are as diverse as Luke Harper, MJF, Orange Cassidy, and Michael Elgin, all of which whom will be in AEW very soon, (laughs) as well as others. Ethan Page noted that Impact stars will be appearing at future Alpha One events starting in March, and the promotion will be used as a sort of developmental for up-and-coming Impact wrestlers. And let me tell you, I can't wait to see Impact's NXT
1: This is actually really cool. I'm kind of excited for this.
0: Yeah, Impact is a stellar show. Yeah. And to see their underground version of that.
1: You know, it's going to be more like the old uh, OVW, um, FCW deal, Mm -hmm. less of an NXT, obviously. But I, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that they have a breeding ground that they're going to. I think it's great that it's local for them. Obviously, Impact Wrestling nowadays is a Canadian company. Um, and again, you look at, you look at who's been associated with it, current and past. You got Ethan Page, MJF, Luke Harper, Orange Cassidy, Michael Elgin. Not only have they all made big names for themselves, but every one of them are very different from each other. So you don't really have a cookie cutter mold. I I think this is awesome. I think it's a, a great expansion for Impact Plus, their streaming service you know they're offering something that WWE network is an offering that ESPN plus is an offering that Disney plus is an offering mm, i'll admit i don't think it's anything that anyone including myself is going to get impact plus just to watch
0: but it's all the more reason to get it period yeah it, it's a plus it's like
1: oh i can get impact plus to watch all the impact stuff i want to watch and wow so now i get to they see some it up impact plus people.
0: plus <laughs>
1: Impact plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think this is good. I think this is only helpful... Obviously, it's 100% helpful for Alpha 1. Wow, huge for Alpha 1. Yes. And I think it is helpful for Impact, especially to have their own sort of developmental to where maybe they can... They can bring people up in the Impact style, which I don't know is very different from other independents, but it's very different from the WWE style.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if they go back to the Octagon ring, it's very different. (laughs) Uh, That's
1: true. I don't think they will anytime soon, and only fans miss it. And And I'll admit it, I'm a huge fan of it, but I've also heard every wrestler who's ever wrestled in them say that they'd rather be in the square ring, so I get it. We need a circle I ring.
0: It. I want a ring-shaped ring. How do you do it? Uh, it involves a lot of corner posts. <laughs> so, it's all corner posts. <laughs> it's really just 158 <laughs> sides. <laughs> but you can't really tell when you're far enough away.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, – we want a – Pasty, we want a big hole, don't we? <laughs> we want a big hole.
0: Yes. Which brings me to Japanese female wrestling. Yes, the promotion Stardom announced Monday they will be canceling a number of upcoming shows as a precaution to the coronavirus. Corona! In a series of tweets, Stardom announced what events would be canceled, also revealing its March 8th show at Kokuruan Hall will still take place, but in an empty arena, streaming for free on their YouTube channel, and I can't wait to check that out. New Japan Pro Wrestling has not currently canceled any upcoming live events, although they've issued a notice to fans attending their upcoming shows that upcoming meet and greets have been canceled due to precautions over the virus. So that's that's a
1: lot of fun. Well, it's cool that their major event they're still going to run. They're just going to air it for free, and they're not going to let anyone in because they're not going to they're not going to sub. Subs, blah. They're not gonna suscept their wrestlers. There, I got it. <laughs> to uh, to any potential hazards, you know, that's cool. It's smart.
0: There's a lot of it going around.
1: Allegedly, it seems like it. <laughs> it it seems like it, and yeah, uh, and uh, it's cool to know that New Japan really hasn't stopped any, and yet from what we've heard, it's mostly. Uh in the China region, mm-hmm. but we have heard uh we have heard some Taiwan, Korea, Japan, other, other seems like Asian areas have been catching it. There's been a few they say in the United States. Um I don't know. I mean, let's be honest, they're all just the flu. Mm-hmm. I think we might have talked about this last week or the week before. We have
0: talked about it. It's all
1: just a flu. They've they've all been called different names, and we've had them for for years and years. It's just a flu. Get out of here. But I I get it. It's cool that they respect and care enough about their wrestlers to put their finances behind them.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. New Japan cares about the wrestlers that <laughs> you, you fans can congregate and cough all over each other. All you want. You can't
1: talk <laughs> to the wrestlers. That's that's true. And we're okay <laughs> with that. Let's be honest. Um, you know, these, these fad diseases, pasty, they come and they go. Yeah. Just like so much pro wrestling. There's so much coming and going in all of pro wrestling. In fact, I, I was told once, I think you told me this um, earlier this week, that we actually have a segment on our show in our Savage Sentinel called Cummings and Goings.
0: Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. I know. I, I never I even we noticed do it, like it. Every week?
1: I, I don't know. I never noticed it. You said something to me about it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's amazing
0: about. that this segment is able to come up every week.
1: You know, oftentimes before you come and, and definitely before you go, you come up you come up you come you go that's the way life is
0: have you ever came without coming up i i have and it's um it's exhilarating
1: oddly exhilarating
0: somewhat disappointing
1: oddly exhilarating someone else who is oddly exhilarating and somewhat disappointing is joe bailey And you might not know the name Joe Bailey, but keep listening because I bet you you'll understand who we're talking about. Joe Bailey is currently training. he, He is. And he's currently training as a young lion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Joe, whose real name is Bailey Matthews, is the son of the pro wrestling legend William Regal. Who currently works Woo! as the on-screen NXT general
0: manager and How smart behind is it the for WWE? William Regal to keep his kid away from WWE. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. smart.
1: <laughs> uh, of course, William Regal also works behind the scenes as the director of talent development and head of global recruiting. William Regal is kind
0: of like the the p- p- poster boy for why you don't go to WWE.
1: He has, uh, um, I would argue that Regal went through so much in his life before coming to WWE with drugs especially and alcohol. He had hit rock bottom several times, been fired several times, and it wasn't until um, some of his WWE rehab and working in WWE and having support from WWE that he actually got his shit together. So I think William Regal would be one of the few people who would tell you
0: WWE was the best thing ever. As a wrestler, I don't think William Regal was ever really put over.
1: No, but I also think he was pretty high and drunk.
0: That's what happens when you hang out with JBL.
1: (laughs) This was long before JBL, buddy. Uh, Anyways, Regal has two other sons, Daniel and Dane, with his wife, Christina. Of course, all the kids with the same woman. Good for them. That's a happy story in pro wrestling. You don't hear a lot with families. New Japan Pro Wrestling's Young Lions, for those of you who don't know, they're developmental talents and rookie wrestlers that have come through their strict system. And we talk strict. It's like NXT has nothing on this shit. The training in in the New Japan Pro Wrestling dojo is stuff of legends. All of them have to live in the dorms and they all have hopes of landing on the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster. The young, quote, Regal began his wrestling career in 2018 wrestling a few matches with Evolve and Progress Wrestling, and it looks like now he's on his way into New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, to be be open and honest with folks, very few young lions make it onto the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster, just like very few NXT, you know... Mm-hmm. Or, or or performance center, especially people make it into even NXT or WWE. So this isn't saying that he's even going to be in New Japan at all, but it is saying that uh, if you ask me, and I'm assuming Pasty, he's being trained the right way to make yeah. an impact in this in this industry.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, my question is. How many young lions have been second generation wrestlers with well-renowned names? I think the odds are in good favor that we'll see him in New Japan.
1: Well, let's put it this way, pasty. Um Cody Hall was a young lion. He even made it onto the main roster as part of the bullet club. Where's Cody uh, Hall now? Nobody fucking knows.
0: Father in his dad following his daddy's footsteps.
1: Sadly, sometimes it seems like that. Very sadly, sometimes it does seem like that. That's not even a joke. Oh, not even a
0: joke. Hmm. Well, hoping for the best uh for Joe Bailey. Let's get a regal in that name, it'll do you some good. <laughs> <laughs> impact announced that they have officially signed chris bay and let me tell you he is bay bye bye recently bay worked the february 8th and 9th impact tapings the 24 year old from las vegas billed as the ultimate finesser it worked a few impact dates in 2018 and 2019 as well he also appeared on the October 11th, 2019 205 Live in a loss to Minnesota's own Arya Devari. our boy, our boy, aside from the impact and WWE, Bay has also worked for Ring of Honor, Bar Wrestling, GCW, PCW, DCW, XCW, <laughs> BCW, and TCW. Ultra and a few others that end in CW, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Wow, yes. wouldn't
1: have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. I'm uh. um, good for Chris Bay. This is this is good for him. Uh, I honestly can say I don't know anything about this young upstart. But he seems to have a little bit behind him, and it's, it, Impact has him signed down. He can only I want learn him to from start saying
0: Bebe, but spell it that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that, that's how, that's how uh, that's Adam Boldt solves B-A-Y it. B-A-Y,
0: B-A-Y. Uh, this is
1: B-E-Y. I think it's B-E-Y.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Well, look it up. I could be wrong. I will. But I think it's even if he doesn't become an impact superstar, this is gonna be a good place for him to build a name and move on if he wants to. Um, but Pasty, somebody who yeah, doesn't Adam
0: B A Y B A Y Okay.
1: Somebody who doesn't have to build a name for themselves, Colonel Robert Parker.
0: Yes, course, Colonel Sanders, my favorite.
1: Many of you may know him from his jump rope academy. And we're not talking about um, jump rope for heart here, folks. We're talking about the legends of this man's cock. Is that women used to jump rope with it? Is how big <laughs> it is. So, hello, <laughs> he is returning to major league wrestling. Woo. The famed manager who isn't famed for his managerial skills. New ring you know ropes, what I mean? from
0: what I heard.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, The man hasn't been seen in the promotion since 2018 when his, quote, stud stable, hello, came up short in that year's Battle Riot event. Parker will be at MLW's Intimidation Games from Chicago's Cicero Stadium on April 18th this year, 2020. And you know what? I think I just have to say it again. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. That's not all. MLW also announced this week that international indie star Zachary Cooper has signed with the company. The six foot three, 267-pound, 22-year-old Tampa, Florida native graduated from FAU, where he played football. Yes, football. Football. He also has a background in kickboxing. Court Bauer had this to say about the blue-chip beast. Zachary Cooper is a throwback to the days of the big men that Bruno San Martino battled.
1: Isn't that kind of a backhanded compliment? Like, he didn't say a throwback to Bruno San Martino. <laughs> yeah. A throwback to the men that Bruno there was a lot beat the of, shit out
0: of. There was a lot of guys that didn't <laughs> add up to much back then. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, He's I big and bad. dumb and can't talk well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Big men that Bruno beat in the ring. That's what he's a throwback
0: to. Bushwhackers. That's the word I was looking for.
1: The old sheep
3: herders. We like the sheep herders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mix in a state-of-the-art arsenal and the agility of a luchador and you have a new era heavyweight. Cooper could very well be the next big thing in the sport. Cooper will make his MLW debut on Saturday, April 18th at Intimidation Games 2020 in Chicago. I can't wait to see that pay-per-view. It's going to be all cutting promos in each other's faces and no payoff. There you go. That, that's what it's got to be, right? There, there can be no interaction. It's just two hours of wrestlers intimidating each other.
1: I think it should be. Yes.
0: Get, I mean, Sammy Callahan's got to be on that card. <laughs>
1: I think he should be, <laughs> along with Joey Ryan.
0: It's a, it, What it is is a battle royal where you just have to convince the other people to throw themselves over the top rope because they don't want to know what them. you'll do to them, yeah.
1: Just flex on the fuckers. <laughs> just flex on them. <laughs> uh, but pasty, you know what? Intimidation Games 2020, they're not intimidated by you They've got even more news. We've got more more signings, more appearances, and more me wrestlers more. making an impact at this event. And none other than Pagano will make his MLW debut at Intimidation Games on April 18th. MLW announced this week that the Hardcore Luchador is promising to bring mayhem to the company. We don't know if that's just destruction or if that's a, a, a young woman of his. We haven't found out yet. Pagano currently works in Mexico for the AAA promotion. Of course, we've talked in the past how MLW is working with AAA to bring some of their workers over. And for per-appearance contracts, not long-term contracts, which I think is awesome. He originally worked in and around his hometown of Juarez, Chihuahua, but in recent years has worked throughout the Mexican independent circuit before joining AAA in 2016. His ring name, for those of you uh, uh, gringos, is Spanish for pagan, and he is a former Texas hardcore heavyweight champion and AAA tag team champion with Alamaciasse of Impact Wrestling fame. He was also um, Mil Muertes in Lucha Underground. Lucha, that's
0: what I was going to say. I know him from
1: there. Yeah. So this, this is cool. This is a good, you know, they keep making strides with the AAA promotion. I think that's badass. Pagano adds a good hardcore element, which works with a lot of MLW's wrestlers right now. You got Jimmy Havoc. You got Sammy Callahan. Um, you've got um, you've got more than them, but that's what I'm coming up with right now. Um, what's the uh, what's the, the the English dude's name? Um, you got him too.
0: The English uh, Johnny English.
1: Johnny English, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I worked myself into a research frenzy talking about battle royals of intimidation, and I had to go find what was the longest battle royal in history. I don't know that I believe this, but this is the e-wrestling encyclopedia claiming that RCW had the longest battle royale in 2002, but it's only one hour and nine minutes long.
1: Hmm, I don't know.
0: One hour and nine minutes does not seem very long for a battle. I know
1: that there was a multi man tag match in Ring of Honor that lasted uh two hours.
0: Yeah. See I just envisioned that gotta awesome. be like some kind of a crazy huge battle royal that lasted at least twenty four hours. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Uh well no, twenty four hours <laughs> no, I, I couldn't even imagine that. No. No. I don't I don't think that's even feasible.
0: Four? I think four is feasible. I just, you'd think that that would be a thing that Maybe, somebody would try to but probably achieve. probably not.
1: Don't give WWE the idea. <laughs> Hello.
0: It's got to happen. I want it to happen now. Damn it.
1: Oh, what else do we got, pasty? Oh,
0: Shelton Benjamin sat down with Lillian Garcia on Chasing Glory and revealed, yes. I just re-signed another multi-year deal with WWE, matey. So I'll be here for a little while. And then he pointed at the WrestleMania sign. And that was the end of the interview. All right. Well, on that subject, MVP
1: appeared on Booker T's Hall of Fame podcast and confirmed his role within WWE saying, quote, I'm going to go ahead and give you the scoop. Oh MVP no voice.
0: <laughs> Shelton Benjamin was a pirate. MVP is just a white guy. Yeah. What <laughs> white
1: guy? That's I that's thought you were gracious. doing white guy. Whether whether or not I'll be seen on WWE television more has yet to be seen because I don't make those decisions. I would definitely make myself available for an on-screen role in some capacity, but I will be joining the team as a backstage producer. There's your scoop.
0: Yeah. He he's he's been in a couple matches since he returned at the rumble. It hasn't been very pretty. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it it looks to me like it hurts him a whole lot to take a bump. So it's probably better that he's not in the ring. Although they've had him doing his his what is it the the VIP section show on Raw again, maybe his MVP section. I think so, something like that. But either way, it's uh, it's interesting having him back and realizing that's right. He was kind of annoying and not that great in the first place. Oh,
1: I have to disagree. Anybody I, who's watched him actually wrestle. I bet you he could wrestle circles around 95% of the roster today. That guy knows how to actually go out and wrestle a match and put on a badass show.
0: I'll give it that. But his time in WWE was not well used very much ever. He had a good little no, run, think, it wasn't. title, but but beyond but that, go,
1: but if you go and watch his uh, ring of honor and impact wrestling stuff, you see, uh, that was a all badass WWE wrestler. too, Wasn't it correct? Yeah. And you'll see somebody who, who put on just awesome, amazing matches. So, I, I disagree with that.
0: Well, all my time spent with him was in WWE. And and I did appreciate him back then, and I still appreciate him because of that today. It's just like, yeah, there was that I, part of me that didn't like him.
1: Can we just appreciate the fact that the guy is a convicted felon, and he went on to make something of his life and do something? That's always Again, a good thing. We yeah we talked about Booker T you know earlier in the, and so there like, is yeah, hope for my brother but um <laughs> personal issues Ooh, yeah um, laundry
0: on the podcast so
1: you know it is awesome even just for that that somebody like him actually got up and out of the world he was in and and has literally made something of himself that's positive we like
0: that yes.
1: Hopefully, we he does like, well as a producer. Yeah. We also like the UFC pasty. Do we?
0: I do. I guess UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz could be doing business with WWE in the very near future. PW Insider reports that Ortiz visited the Performance Center over several days as something of an introductory meeting so Tito and WWE could feel each other up and see if the two sides might be able to work together down the line. Lining. Ortiz, a lifelong pro wrestling fan, reportedly did some training in the ring and familiarized himself with the WWE system while he was there. ESPN noted their sources say Ortiz did well in his training at the Performance Center and is being described very much as let's feel each other up kind of situation. He was also compared to Dwayne Johnson's daughter and said that their work rate is right about on par.
1: And that their face looked similar. <laughs> they they kind of do both give me nightmares a little bit. Ouch. Uh. Ouch. <laughs> pasty, why would you say something like that? That is uncalled for, Pasty. <laughs> uncalled for. Ah.
0: Uh. It's being described very much. (laughs) I already read that sentence anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The 45 year old Tito made a few appearances for Impact Wrestling over the years, last appearing in 2013 during the Aces and Eight storyline. Ortiz also had a Combate America's MMA fight last December against none other than Mexico's greatest export. Alberto El Patron, which Ortiz won, so he's not that great of an export after all.
1: Well, let's be well, honest. Well, was in is Mexico. He, is he Mexico's <laughs> greatest export? If he's in Mexico,
0: he's not big in Mexico. He's but not they're exported. able to sell him to America pretty well.
2: Those like idiots.
1: everything else, <laughs> we don't really want it in Mexico. But go ahead, take here, it to the states.
0: Here, take some water too. <laughs>
1: Take the water! All you want! Go ahead!
0: It's on me! (laughs) Uh Uh And Ortiz expressed an interest in pursuing a wrestling career back then. Velasquez is said to be feeling completely healthy, and will be working at the PC for the next two weeks as well. Why was I talking about Tito Ortiz the whole time and then Velasquez at the end?
1: I don't know where the Velasquez what came from, but <laughs> it's hurting my brain. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be Ortiz. Somehow got changed to Velasquez. That we that non
0: focusing medicine, right? <laughs>
1: um, I think it's I think it's awesome because first of all, I'm a huge Tito Ortiz fan. Second of all, he's obviously still doing decent in in the MMA ring. Yeah. And um, you know, we there's a lot of the uh Cain Velasquez, Tito Ortiz, a lot of the MMA guys that are slowly making moves over, Ortiz definitely seems to have the charisma.
2: Yeah,
0: I think he's got the best shot out of any of them.
1: He was always my favorite back when MMA, back when UFC was like a, a sh- was the ECW of I don't know. I don't want to say the ECW of MMA because MMA was the ECW of sports, but you know what I wanna you know when when nobody took it seriously. Yeah. There was the Ken Shamrocks, there was the Tito Ortiz.
0: Um Kane Velasquez ruined it for me when he didn't come out in a cane mask. Dan Severin. <laughs> he should have had a cane mask and like a sombrero. Kane Velasquez. <laughs> we like that. <laughs>
1: It's interesting. I think it's good that he's there. I, I think it'd be good that he, I, I have, I have mixed feelings about these people, but over time I tend to, to grow more towards them in WWE. Mind you. Yeah. I think he'd be great to be a part-time wrestler.
0: Yeah. I, I, I give it some merits and I do feel like for every one we send over, we should probably take one on, right? <laughs> Not sure
1: what you mean there, but Every I'll nod wrestler my head we and we send smile. over
0: to the, to the world of MMA, um, okay. we should take one MMA fighter into the world of wrestling.
1: That sounds way better than it's how you made it sound. It's a student
0: exchange program.
1: I like it. It sounded very racist when you originally said oh, it.
0: No. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, I'm not white by choice.
1: Basically, racism hurts us all, and that brings us into the it injury
0: does. report. It just hurt me right now. <laughs>
1: And um, F4W Online report says, Samoa Joe is currently out of action after suffering an injury while filming a WWE commercial, believe it or not, last week. Yes, Joe reportedly hit his head and suffered a concussion on a table break spot gone wrong. To make matters worse, pasty, this is Joe's second concussion in less than one month. Ouch. As we reported just a few weeks ago, that on the January 27th Raw, Joe teamed with Kevin Owens against Seth Rollins and Murphy for the tag title when Joe went for a dive through the ropes and landed hard on the floor, giving him a concussion.
0: Bret Hurt told me That's it was all Seth Rollins' fault.
1: It, I think it could have been.
0: Either that or it
1: could have been Samoa's Joe, Samoa Joe's fault because he blamed Samoa Joe for uh, Tyson Kidd.
0: Yeah. Small well, Joe it's really and it's PCO's Joe. fault for training Joe at PCO's wrestling school. <laughs> in which you're taught to dive out the opposite side of the ring as your opponents.
1: You know, when you're only working with one eye. <laughs> this is sad, though. Uh, two concussions in less than a month. It's obviously going to put him on. I I would hope and I would say it's obviously going to put him on the sidelines for a while, dude. With Taz being an streamed.
0: announcer for AEW now on Dynamite, Joe's going to be put on an announce table real fucking fast now. Joe, I feel like an table before and he's really yeah, good. He is really good and he's the perfect counter move to Taz being on AEW's announce. But
1: I would uh, I would dare say that I uh, I would be worried that he might end up having to miss WrestleMania. Not only because, I don't know that he'd be cleared in time, but, you know, are they worried about... If he goes at WrestleMania, I don't see him winning anything. The
0: only way they go to WrestleMania is if they keep this Seth Murphy, Kevin, Joe shit up and tell them. That's the only thing they could have for him at WrestleMania, and that would be not good. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably better to sit this one out. He's probably better to not be in WWE, but he probably likes to make the money for not doing a whole lot. So
1: I, I don't blame him. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're running long pasty. You want to bust out the last one on our injury yes,
0: report here? Indeed. The OTT wrestling promotion announced today that Tyler Tyler Bate has been pulled from their dead on event scheduled for this coming Saturday in Belfast due to an injury. Bate and Trent seven were scheduled to defend their OTT tag team titles. They're T's against the true pros at OTT dead on. There's no word yet on details of the injury, but Bate and Seven last teamed up at World's Glide event on January 25th. Rumor has it Tyler Bate may have slipped and trimmed a little bit of his mustache off by accident, and this is why he can't compete.
1: That's what happens. We've all been there, and
0: that's what happens. They'd have to change their name to Mustache Mohelle.
1: Uh, sadly and this is this is real talk folks real talk here i'm opening up this is fat mac opening from the soul real talk i've had dreams where i accidentally shaved off like part of one half of my mustache and i cried like it's 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 a big thing i've done it was it. a nightmare
0: and see the, the worst part is you make one tiny mistake you're like fuck i gotta fix it Even it up on the other side, and then it's a little bit too much. And the next thing you know, you don't have any hair or eyebrows or fucking.
1: Oh, I've had, I've literally had dreams I did that,
0: and it's like, it's scary. (laughs) I've done it in life, not the eyebrows, but it's sad. I have Um, had grown, full grown adult meltdowns where I've shaved my beard the wrong way and I just took everything off.
1: Well, pasty, Court Bauer is having a meltdown, and it, it isn't because of a mustache. It's because of WWE, and I can't say I blame him. Damn it all. PW Insider is reporting that sources within MLW told them lawyers have contacted WWE about contract tampering concerns regarding multiple talents. Everybody now, does it. Now, a source within MLW says they have evidence against WWE in this regard. It is not clear which wrestlers or talent under MLW contract were approached by WWE, but this is not the first time such concerns have been raised. In fact, in late 2018, MLW sent a cease and desist order to WWE. In fact, we talked about it on this exact program. This was regarding contracting, not contracting, contacting (laughs) their talent. Quote, I had guys at Wale Mania approached by WWE people backstage in the green room about signing, Bowers said on Wrestling Observer Radio in 2018. I'm like, you can't do that. I'll give you a freebie this time. Don't fuck with me again. Boom. They do it again. I had to send a cease and desist to WWE. That's called torturous interference. MLW contracts prohibit the talent from working with WWE and speaking with WWE while under these contracts. However, MLW continues to enjoy a healthy relationship with many promotions, including AEW. AEW and MLW have shared wrestlers such as MJF for months with seemingly no issues cropping up between the two promotions. The situation, though, is said to have nothing to do with Davey Boy Smith Jr. recently appearing on WWE's The Bump. It seems like that was okay through MLW. However, we assume because no one watches that show, it really doesn't
2: matter.
0: That's because WWE's The Bump should be a documentary about wrestling in the 70s and 80s. I I would agree. I would watch that. (laughs) I would watch it. Like Ric Flair's The Bump. Let's see that one. Yeah, (laughs) Ultimate Warriors, the bump. You know, it's a good thing for Vince McMahon that his good friend Donald Trump is our president, and those were all perfect meetings. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't help it. Ah, There could be some good news coming for the entire incarcerated Tammy Lynn Sitch soon. According to PW Insider, she had a hearing on February 20th as part of a parole petition filed by her new attorneys last month. Remember, Sonny has been in prison for almost a year stemming from legal problems catching up with her in early 2019. Such as legal troubles are the result of multiple DUI offenses and various dangerous driving charges. Stitch has also had bail revoked in recent years for failing to report her whereabouts or what the courts refer to to as failing to maintain a stable residence. She also has failed to pay court-ordered payments of $120 to remain out on bail. We wish her luck on life moving forward. It's got to be rough when you can't afford $120 to get out on bail and your premium Snapchat Ain't cranking in those dollars.
1: Pacey, I know so you and you're I not
0: sell yourself to wrestling fans. You
1: and I are like a a half or a quarter generation away from each other. But it's like sad. I used to jerk off to her. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like now this this is her. You know what I mean? It's yeah. how do I live in a world where I used to jerk off to this this woman who not only she's not an ugly woman. She's a very pretty woman, but she's not what she used to look like. Yeah. But this is her life. Like she, like you said, she can't afford 120 bucks to stay out on bail. She can't stay in one place of residence. She can't quit drinking and driving.
0: uh... Best place for her to be is locked up, right? At this point, probably, but it's just, it is sad. It really is.
1: It's sad for her, but it's more sad for me because I used to jerk off to that. Like that's <sighs> that makes Thank my God penis Trish sad. Trish Stratus
0: got old and boring.
1: Yeah, I never jerked <laughs> off to Trish Stratus. I was she was she was after my jerk off time for for ima- for fictional characters. He used
0: to set the PlayStation One wrestling game loading screens to just divas and just kind of in between <laughs> rounds.
1: Oh, uh, and speaking of uh, jerk-off <laughs> shows, we got the Super Showdown, Pasty.
0: Yes, otherwise known as Semen Canyon.
1: Semen can- WWE <laughs>
0: Seaman Canyon predictions.
1: <laughs> I think we'll knock through these pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. I, don't know. I think we can first do this in all, the next 10 minutes. Yeah, first of all, <sighs> none of these affect anything. You, you even mentioned this before yeah. we went on air. We've realized that. It's whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. We don't know. But But it uh, always
0: brings controversy. So we have to do predictions so we can talk about (laughs) the the after effects in in the coming weeks. We have to.
1: And, And it's such a huge show for WWE far be it from us to ignore it. Uh, raw tag team championships, Pasty. We got Seth Rollins and Murphy who allegedly cannot use the buddy name. Now he lost his first yep, name. Also. Lost
0: his fucking first. The dude <clears throat> it's so, I was so mad. I, I screamed at the television.
1: Uh, yeah. at least he lost the buddy and not the Murphy. So I can still call him Murph dirt. <laughs> yeah. That right. My thing with him. Yeah. So we got Seth Rollins. Wouldn't it be and great Murph if he was just buddy? <laughs> Or just Bud. How about just Murph? What's up, Murph?
0: Murph. How about just BM?
1: Murph. BM. They like BM.
0: They
1: like old BM. <laughs> I like him just being, not just Murph, but
2: just, <laughs> Ma. We've got
1: Xavier new Woods' trombone, champion, trombone sound. <laughs> Seth Rollins, and Ma. <laughs> 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 Versus the Street Profits. Spacey, what do you got here?
0: Oh boy. Well, the rumors are swirling that Seth and Becky are taking some time off after WrestleMania. So it only makes sense for this to like dissolve and they come head to head or something. But I've already got that called for some other shit WrestleMania season. So it's hard to say, but I got to go with the Street Profits because they're really entertaining to watch and great in the ring and probably the, the, the best main roster tag team right now. That isn't the New Day, and Xavier's not there, so that doesn't help them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to go with Seth Rollins
0: and... <laughs> That's what we're calling him from now on. <clears throat> then we have the two Whack Trophy Gauntlet Match.
1: They've gotten two Whack! Oh. To Whack or not
0: To Whack? Is that is that my boner or is that like more um, media personnel's heads?
1: It's a little of both pasty.
0: <laughs> and we'll see AJ Styles versus Andrade versus Bobby Lashley versus Eric Rowan versus our truth versus Rusev. And this will be Rusev's first appearance in WWE in weeks. As since if this wedding shows. thing happened, they've had nothing to do for him. Just hold on, Rusev. You're going to come out looking real good at the end of this.
1: If he shows. I'm still banking on Rusev isn't on this show and Mansoor takes his place here.
0: There you go. That that would make sense.
1: Because they, they're still, and maybe they're playing all of us, but there's still talks that Rusev and WWE are on at odds with, with each other about his contract, so yeah I don't know, nonetheless, that has nothing to do with my pick. I'm picking the man who used to have the cage, still has the cage he still has the cage, a cage.
0: The, the cloth is still on the cage, so we okay. still haven't seen what is bleeding It, it on seems people. like
1: they've been pushing Eric Rowan, and to be honest, I think we all know that this is a bullshit, nothing match, just like the uh. Yeah. The various Andre the Giant, all of that. Remember the uh, the green belt that old dipshit won. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Uh, big dude Strowman. Yeah, he he won. A he big just green got belt. his
0: second main roster championship recently, and he's now your new United States champion. No,
1: you get the fuck out. Who would he beat?
0: Wait, is it? It's uh, which one? He took beat Nakamura. Why? Oh, that's fucking dumb. Okay, well, go ahead. It's his first. Singles gold, not with a twelve-year-old. Well, don't WWE. Gary doesn't?
1: Well, first of all, singles gold with a twelve-year-old doesn't even make sense, pasty. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, fuck Braun Strowman that nobody ever wants to watch, and I love Nakamura because he can wrestle. I don't care if Braun Strowman gets testicle cancer tomorrow and fucking dies because his balls fucking choked him in his throat because they fucking got too
0: inflamed. I like Braun Strowman, but they have ruined him for far too long for him to bring him back. He's not Bray Wyatt. He's not Bray Wyatt. No. And and Bray Wyatt's almost not Bray Wyatt enough to be Bray Wyatt anymore. True. uh, But um, I got
1: Eric Rowan. Who do you got?
0: You know, part of me really wants to pick our truth and seriousness with Lesnar saying he wants to do more with our truth and this match is nothing but I could see that to spark a flame in Vince's eyes our truth has already always been a company man hey, I love see, that he he, he talks about when NWA he was growing World up Champion. watching John Cena <laughs> that's my favorite shit these days it's so funny that's because he's like 20
2: years older than <laughs>
1: yeah. John Cena. but he is a former NWA World Champion
0: yeah and nobody knows he's old at all that's that's the best part about our truth I think he hides his age better than anybody he looks good for his age, for <laughs> Yeah, sure. damn good. Uh, so I could see him to win it, but I've got to go with Lashley. I just... It's hard uh, to go against him. Except for the fact that he's with Lana and married to Lana, and now he's a stupid character who... Actually, most
1: people other than Rusev, it's hard to go against here. <laughs> right. Well, no, our, our truth is hard to go against. I I, I don't know that I'd pick our truth. You're def that would be definitely be going. Rusev and our. But R-Truth, Fat Mac, the it's
0: also Black History Month. <clears throat> oh, we know how they do with that sometimes, <laughs> huh? They have shoved- Kofi Mania?
1: Have they shoved that down her throat lately? I haven't uh, watched like any. Like I said, like I, I said why. on
0: on Takeover, uh, your 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 girl Bianca Belair was yeah. Black History in the making which yeah, was a really cool way to go about it. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. So maybe not. Uh, then we have a cage match, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Somebody sat down and said, nobody wants to see Roman Reigns <laughs> versus King Corbin. What's something they would like to see less. How about put them in a cage match? Oh yeah. Cause neither uh, one of them fucking screams cage match uh, to me. Oh uh, off. So did, really didn't everybody you see off. Cody Rhodes
0: just do the moonsault? <laughs> like Vince was so quick uh, to counter Cody's whippings. With with making it worse by having the fiend and Daniel Bryan in a strap match. Yes,
1: but let's be fair. The cage <laughs> match was made before Cody jumped off his cage. But nonetheless, uh, um, no, I keep up he, with shit, and got? this
0: cage match didn't come out until this week. So I would have a assu- I would assume AEW had it planned longer because they've had this. The MJF called his stipulation two months ago. That's possible, but they they definitely had it picked
1: before Cody jumped off his. Key. I'm just
0: saying it's not going to add up. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to.
1: No, oh, you think? <laughs> oh, you think? Who do you got? Who do you got?
0: <laughs> we all lose. Roman Reigns wins, though.
1: Yeah, Roman Reigns wins. We all lose. That's how WWE works. Uh we got SmackDown tag team championships. This I'm looking forward to. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to put it right out. They're not going to fucking watch it. But I'm looking forward to New Day versus Miz and Morrison. New Day are the defending champions. Pacey, I'm going to say Miz and Morrison take it from the New Day. I love that they put these two back together, and I want to see what happens with them.
0: As much as I agree with you, I really want to see John Morrison do a solo run in WWE. I think that's where this all hinges on. I mean, it's really his last go. Um, I gotta go with the New Day because I just I, I envision Ms. Morrison at Mania. It just sounds like a good match at Mania. Yeah. New Day keeps the gold, and I don't fucking know who you put him up against.
1: Well, so on the on the plus side though, we've only out of four matches, we've only picked one the same. So. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good, but we I got thought it more was going to be a little out. bit
0: closer across the board because uh, this is a Saudi show, and I decided to predict it like a fan service show.
1: Yeah, but they got so many that just don't matter.
0: Yeah, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> that's the problem also, that's
0: why they have the multi man match. They they we got to throw off the fans.
1: We move on to the uh, <laughs> women's championship, and Bailey is going to take on. We're not <laughs> sure who yet because as well, actually.
0: Actually, you know what? Carmella Let me look won up. it on whatever SmackDown I remember seeing that. Tonight? Just now? No, no it's not tonight, no. It, yeah, because I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm watching it while we do the podcast. It ha- That's tonight my journalistic was the match, integrity. though, Pasty. That's why I
1: asked you. Tonight was the match that was oh, determined. Okay. So, um, so was that yes or no?
0: I, I don't know. So,
1: I <laughs> so, no, you didn't know what it Bailey's was. Bailey is going to keep the
0: title, though, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Why would um, she lose I- it? I
1: would agree, but it doesn't hurt to
0: just talk while I do stuff. I'm gonna Damn talk. it. I'm talking about Bailey and I'm talking about The Mandalorian, and therefore I'm talking about Sasha Banks. And that's what I'm talking about for WrestleMania. And uh, Carmella and Naomi can't beat Bailey. I mean, they can. It's probably pretty easy. Um, Naomi defeated
1: Carmella. It happened tonight, okay. so it is versus Naomi. So it'll be a this good doesn't match. Doesn't change either of our answer, but uh-huh. I figure since since we waited so long to fucking record and we already know who's the winner, we might as well put it down there. Bailey versus Naomi, SmackDown Women's Championship. Who is it, Pasty? Bailey. Bailey. Uh, 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 you know what? I'm just gonna change it to Naomi. Why the oh, fuck
0: not? Black History Month.
1: Ah, <laughs> you're listening, my friend. Black I like month, Naomi. I'm picking Naomi. Uh, uh, then we get, uh, what do we got next?
0: The Universal Championship match, seeing the fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Goldberg. The Jew, Goldberg. Oh, boy. Is he going to give himself a concussion before the match again or during the match? I just thought about this. They're in Saudi Arabia. They're not going to let
1: a Jew win. That's not happening. (laughs) What is this? You brought in this man. Goldberg is Jewish. No. I did a Jew voice to say we're not going to do Goldberg. I don't know why I did that. Um, I'm going Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's winning the U.S. championship. Goldberg, you know he's just coming to—he's coming to cash a check. He
0: doesn't even want the belt, <laughs> yeah. right? It's just about—it's about that blood money, man. Exactly. And, and uh, 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 Hulk Hogan is the guest referee. Oh, I can't.
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm the only person that's excited to see a Hulk Hogan match at WrestleMania. And that isn't me. Just fucking pasty knows me. I super want to see a Hulk Hogan match. at. It's going to be
0: Hulk Hogan versus the fiend and he's going to get eaten alive. You know, I don't that. give a shit.
1: I, I really <laughs> want, I want to see Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan wrestle one more time in 2020
0: WWE. folks. And we're going to have Bray Wyatt, the fiend versus Hulk Hogan for the universal championship at WrestleMania.
1: I'll I'll mark out for it and I love it. Pacey we got WWE championship, Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. What the fuck?
0: What one the fuck? two three Brock Lesnar Brock Obviously It should yeah. be spectacular watching Ricochet get tossed around though that'll be pretty fun. I don't know, I won't watch it. I will because one of us has to, so we can talk about it next week.
1: You just love Saudis killing Jewish people and everything. We know. It's the best. Uh, We had to bust out a tiebreaker. Pasty, does Booker T Uh, T get a match? Booker T has recently gone back to in-ring competition and his own reality of wrestling uh, ring, uh, and especially event. He's also talked about making a WWE return. He is a WWE contracted wrestler. What do you say, Pasty? Do you think that this, uh, uh, this, this... Veteran, this legend, if you will, makes a return at this show or not? Well, we know somebody's gonna show up. He's gonna be there, like on the pre-show
0: me. panel and shit.
1: But we're not talking that. We're talking an actual match where he gets in. We're not even. I talking just feel like he's already we're getting a check where... for
0: that, and they probably pay him better than anybody else on that panel. Unless so you're saying Jerry no, the King Lawler? I don't think he does. No. Yeah,
1: I think that's the easy money. When I made this question, I had a different name in there other than Booker T, which made sense. But um, <laughs> that got spoiled before, between the time I wrote it and the time we started recording. So I changed it to Booker T. Whatever, it could happen. Nobody knows. There you
0: go. What else you got, Pasty? <clears throat> that's, that's what it is. That is the Super Showdown predictions. I'm... Uh, it it's... It's kind of a fuck-off card. But I, I'm digging the main events. The Fiend versus Goldberg is going to be fun. I wonder how uh, many probably. spears and jackhammers Goldberg is going to hit before The Fiend hits him with the you know, the mandible claw. You know what I mean? It, it's going to be the same bullshit that it's every time.
1: I want to see him, though... What I want to see is I want to see him put on the mandible claw while he's upside down when he's getting ready to jackhammer him that in the suplex badass. position.
0: Yes. Like, yeah,
1: that would be awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. and then he can fall and, and the fiend can catch himself with his feet and his hands and be in the, in the crab walk the upside
1: down. crab. Yes. Walk. Ooh, they'd have to <laughs> practice that so yeah. much.
0: Yeah. And Goldberg would have to try really hard not to get concussed.
1: Yeah. But honestly, um, I'm not gonna watch it, and that's fine. That's just yeah. me personally. I'll tell some you some of the about matches. Yeah, some of the matches. Every now and then, I'm like, "Oh, I'd like," but you know what? They still haven't come up with a card where I'm looking at it like, "Oh, I have to see this." So that's besides kind of besides YouTube them as has well, this
0: funny feature where you can look up pretty much any individual match you want to watch.
1: That that's true, but i I've, I've i've actually gone out of my way to not. I think I, I I at one time, all I watched was the first ever women's match, and I watched that very illegally. I went out of my way yeah. to not even watch it on like there on the WWE network, on Hulu, on uh, on YouTube. None you of that. Like I went Taliban out of my way.
0: Website.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I I I will I will support the Taliban before I support WWE in Saudi Arabia, well, and I will go on record saying thing. that. <laughs> but still, yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm proud of it, and just let me be uh,
0: proud of it. Fuck yeah. everyone else. It's good. It's good. And I I like I said, sometimes I wish I could. They do entice me with a couple matches every card that I want to see, you know. Yeah. And and it is what it is. Throw it on whenever. Get through it. Nobody cares. We don't care.
1: Uh. Hey, see, that's all I have for everyone, though.
0: Yeah, it was good. Smooth sailing show this week as we take a trip with Cody Rhodes over the moon salt on a wild ride. Yes. Over the moon salt and through multiple parallel universes where WWE and Disney ass fuck each other into cash.
1: We like ass fucking.
0: Yes. We do. Do you? Find out next week on Beastix Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>